because of where I have been. You'd be so surprised to find God's mercy came in. I was in the pit so deep I thought I was done. But that's where heaven's champion taught me to overcome. So bring on the fire, bring on the testimony it's not going to change all right man praise god praise god hallelujah i hope everybody does feel that way because we are going to have trials and we're going to have tribulations but that doesn't change our outcome that doesn't change that we continue our faith and trust in the lord and that is what it's all about we have to always keep that faith Hallelujah. My testimony, it's not going to change. No matter what, what we face in life, we still have to keep that focus. And that focus is on the cross and our salvation and our glory. Our glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Well, today's hump day. Hope everybody's having a great week. I hope everybody is starting to feel normalcy again after the holiday. Getting back to work, I know that's a hard thing to do whenever you uh, 
get a holiday, it's hard to get back in the in the rhythm. But it's how we have to do. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I hope everybody is having a blessed, blessed week. And I hope everybody is safe and healthy. And God is showing you, showing you his his blessings, his favor. As long as we continuously, continuously keeping our faith in God, keeping our our, our, our eyes focused on the cross and and doing and, and bearing our fruits and doing as we are to do as Christians by being a Christian, acting like a Christian. Amen. Amen. That is that is what we are to do. We are to believe, have faith, and love. And love is to love our neighbor as well as our enemy. And that is what we have to do for our promise, our promise of of our grace and our glory in the kingdom of heaven. And uh, so it really seems simple. Sometimes it gets a little difficult because of the trials and the tribulations and the troubled waters that we do have to face. But that is part of how things are in life. And uh, the, the, we've been reading Exodus and, uh, and basically what Exodus really is all about at the beginning, the plagues, is, is, is God showing His great almighty power in return to get repentant. And that is what this is really about. Uh, God will and can do miraculous things. Uh, he, can, he can do whatever He needs to get His will to take place. <coughs> and that is what's happening here. Just like when we go through our trials and tribulations sometimes we ask for our prayers to be answered but it's on his time his time each one of these plagues that we've read about up to this point would be enough to change Pharaoh's heart but he his heart has been hardened for a reason and that is not just to change him to let the Israelites go but it is for him to believe believe God and the Lord, the one and only Lord, and it's for all the Egyptians to do the same, and that is why these plagues take place. There's ten of them, and and up to this point, we have covered the uh, the, the the blood, the water turning to blood, the frogs, uh, the gnats, the flies, uh, the plague on the livestock, the darkness. Uh, the boils, the hail, uh, the locusts, and uh, so actually we're going to do the locusts today. But uh, anyway, there's a reason for all this happening. There's a reason why this is taking place in the order that it is, and that is God showing His almighty power. He is actually judging. The Egyptians and they are seeing the great almighty power of our Lord and Savior and uh, we also have to keep in mind that what we're reading this is the Old Testament and things this is the law of the old ways before Jesus before Jesus we have Jesus who gave us our grace he, he chose to die on the cross for our sins 
prior to Jesus, prior to Jesus walking on the earth, this was the law that we're going to go through in Exodus. And this is how things were set up and meant to be. They had to uh, do sacrifices, blood sacrifices of certain animals for your uh, forgiveness of, of your sins. Everybody had sins because Adam gave us the sin. When Adam and Eve uh, sinned, we were born of Adam and Eve, and so therefore we are of the flesh and we are of sin. And so sin is within us. Everybody sins. Everybody has it in them. Amen. So we have to always ask and seek our repentance for, for we're not perfect. None of us are perfect. And so we should always, always be asking for our repentance of our sins for those that we know of and for those that we do not know of or aren't aware of. Uh, we can even sleep uh, sin in our on our sleep and our in our dreams, and uh, we have no control over that part. So we always have to ask God to uh, to bless our dreams and to keep our minds uh, full of the glory and the grace. And so we should when we we should always 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 ask for repentance. I I I, I repent throughout the day all day long. Uh, it's not that I going out and doing a lot of, uh, of sinful ways it's just that I am of the flesh and so therefore it could be as simply as just looking at a sign and uh, there's several of them out here there's these road signs they're horrible and uh, so anyways I constantly constantly am repenting of my sins and uh, I'm not saying everybody has to do that but that is a conviction and we have to realize that that we have convictions that are that are for us. They are designed. Our convictions are one on one, and it is what the Spirit and God is is, is dealing with us for our own benefit. <coughs> it could be our convictions could be something of our past, or it could be something of our present, our our future that we're not aware of. And so God puts these convictions on each and every one of us, and they're differently. So therefore, we're not to judge one another for our own convictions. For what is wrong for me might not be wrong for others. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, as I was saying yesterday, uh, we also have to always not put any judgment on any other faith or religion or any other doctrine. For we all make up the body and the body of Christ. So each and every one of us are led by the Spirit to believe the doctrines that we follow. Amen. There's different ones out there and none of them is either right or wrong. They're all in the right if they believe in Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're Catholic, Baptist, Pentecostal, Jew, whatever, Jewish, what, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your religion is. We are all children of God. And as long as we all believe in Jesus Christ, we all will share the same grace. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're put in these situations and in these places in our lives for reasons. And those are reasons that were set from the time we were in the womb all the way up until the time we die. When we die, we die because it was our time. Hallelujah. Amen. There's no man, no man can save another man besides 
Jesus. Amen. He's the only one that can save anybody. So when it's your time to go, it is your time to go. It doesn't matter where you're at. And so doctors and stuff, they are great. I, I love the, the fact that we do have doctors, but they are comforters. They are here to help us be pain-free and comfort us during whatever illness that we have. They are not saving our lives. They're helping us. Amen. Our medicines and stuff are to ease our pains. But God is the one that has control over our lives regardless. And there's people that stomp the toe that has passed away just from stomping the toe because it was their time. Amen. Amen. So we have to keep that in mind and always. So when we say our prayers, we also have to keep that in mind as well as we also need to pray that God's will be done. If it's not for a, a, a loved one that is, that is dying, we just have to pray that in that situation that God's will takes place and that they are saved. So we should minister to them and make sure that they do know that, 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 that their Lord and Savior loves them and they should believe and have faith. Amen. And that is that is what we do in that situation. And then when they do pass on after they are children of God, it is a celebration. It's a celebration because of the fact they don't have to suffer. They don't have to feel the pains. They are up there in the kingdom of heaven with our Lord and Savior. Amen. Which is our overall goal. That's our grace. So in the passing of a loved one, it is and should be a celebration of life. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hope I didn't run anybody off by saying that, but but this is something the Spirit is putting on my heart. And uh, I'm listening and I'm, I'm speaking. I'm speaking from, from what I'm being told as, as I speak. And that's that's how I do this reading. Hallelujah. I hope everybody is enjoying this reading. And uh, I hope everybody's getting something out of it. Uh, God will bring you to it if he needs you to hear something. If there's something here meant for you, God is going to make a way for you to hear it. Hallelujah. So um, put all our faith in Jesus and our Lord and Savior that whatever he asks us to do, we listen and we take that step and God will make a way. Amen. Hallelujah. With that being said, let's go ahead and say our prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you today thanking you, worshiping you, honoring you for the love, for the love that you've showed each and every one of us, regardless of our, 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 our doctrines that we follow, regardless of the path that, that we're on. It is all meant by you, Lord, to, for reasons. Reasons that are sometimes unknown, just as we're in troubled waters or having difficult times or climbing that mountain. We will continuously be in that situation until your will is done. And Lord, we wanna we wanna thank you. We wanna thank you for the big puzzle, the big the big the big puzzle that we're unaware of, because it is what you do to bring in the flock. Whether it's us that you're dealing with or somebody else, that part we are unaware of. If it's if it's us, the Spirit is telling us what we should do. And I and I pray, Lord, that everybody does start listening to what the Spirit is telling them. For the Spirit is a gift that was sent down here 
by you, Jesus, when you left the world, when you rose on the third day to go make a prepared place for all your children, you gave us the gift of the Spirit, the Comforter, the Guidance, the one that, that, that will tell us the direct communication from you, Lord. And that is what the Spirit is about. Prior to you being crucified on the cross, that the Spirit was not a gift for everybody. But now that, that you have uh, rose into heaven to, to prepare the home for us, Lord, you gave us the gift of the Spirit. And we are to listen to that gift. And Lord, so I pray that everybody starts listening, listening to that gift. Lord, it's the same voice, and a lot of people get confused on what the Spirit, when the Spirit is talking to them, but it's the same voice that called them unto Christ. It's the same voice that called them to come down into the altar. And Lord, if we just learn to start listening to that, we have a mind, and our mind tells us things. We have a heart, and our heart tells us things. But if we're truly listening to the Spirit, the Spirit overcomes the mind and overcomes the heart. And so we will only follow what the Spirit leads us to do, not what our minds or our heart tells us to do. Hallelujah. Lord, if, our, if, if that was the case, if the Spirit didn't take place, nothing would be telling us not to, not to take something that didn't belong to us. But the Spirit, and we thank you for this, Lord, because the Spirit is what tells us that it's wrong. Amen. Hallelujah. The, the, the heart will tell you that you should strike your enemy or you should get revenge on somebody that has wronged you. But it's the Spirit that tells us to turn our cheek or to pray for that individual. That is the difference between the mind, the heart, and the Spirit. And a lot of people, I pray, I pray, Lord, that a lot of people will start realizing that and start listening to the Spirit. And let the Spirit completely consume them. And their mind and their heart will also be controlled by the Spirit. Lord, we do ask that that, that takes place for that is what will help us the spirit is here to help comfort us and we want to thank you for that and showing us how to love one another including thy enemy lord that is a direct command from you jesus that we should love one another as you loved each and every one of us that is a direct command and it even goes to say lord you even said that if we don't have that kind of love for one another including our enemies that we don't love you and we don't love the father and that was a direct, direct speak, uh, speaking of you. And Lord, we do ask that you do let the Spirit continuously help guide us and direct us into that kind of love for each and every one of our people, our, our brothers and sisters, those that, that are even in the darkness. Lord, for, for if we show them that kind of grace and love, then they will come out of the darkness and hunger for what we have Hallelujah. Lord, we ask that you do continuously help us to focus on the cross, for that is our salvation, the, the blood that was shed uh, during the crucifixion, which you gave your life for. No one took it. You gave your life because you loved each and every one of us that much. That, that blood was shed not only to wash away the sins of the past, the present, also the sins of the future, Lord. We want to thank you and worship you and glorify you, honor you, magnify you, trust you, and listen to you in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So today we're going to, to, uh, to do the plague of the locusts, chapter 10. 
and uh, I hope everybody is enjoying uh, this and getting what's coming out of these messages and that is the fact that the power of God the great Almighty God is showing his power so that he is showing judgment upon the Egyptians so that they may repent hallelujah and start believing it is, it is part of his will overall will that, that Pharaoh continues to harden his heart so that the message truly gets across and, and, and those uh, will start believing and, and, and having faith and knowing that God is the Almighty God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So once again, we left it with the hell and the, the thunder and had, and, and had stopped. And uh, he sinned again. Pharaoh sinned again. He and his officials hardened their hearts. So Pharaoh's heart was hard and he would not let the Israelites go just as the Lord had said through Moses. Then the Lord said to Moses, go to Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the hearts of his officials so that I may perform these signs of mine among them. So he's doing it on purpose, on intentionally to perform these signs for the reason and the reason is for their repentance that you may tell your children and grandchildren how I dealt harshly with the Egyptians and how I performed my signs among them and that you may know that I am the Lord. Amen. So it is an act of Almighty. God is going to get his praise. <clears throat> no matter what he has to do, he's going to get his praise. Amen. And as I said before, a lot of times we are in troubled waters because that is the only time we come unto God to show him and give him the praise. So he is going to get his praise no matter what. And that is another part of what this is about. So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said to him, This is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, says. How long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? Let my people go so that they may worship me. If, we, if you refuse to let them go, I will bring locusts into your country tomorrow. They will cover the face of the ground so that it cannot be seen. They will devour what little you have left after the hell. Amen. Remember, the flax and the barley were destroyed since the barley had headed and the flax was in bloom. The wheat and the spelt, however, were not destroyed because they ripened later. God provided them still with food, but here he is telling them, I, this is fixing to be gone. The food that I left you is fixing to be gone, including every tree that is growing in your fields. They will fill your houses and those of all your officials and all the Egyptians. Some, something neither your parents nor your ancestors have ever seen from the day they settled in the land in this land till now then Moses turned and left Pharaoh Pharaoh's officials said to him how long will this man be a snare to us so they're blaming God they're blaming God instead of realizing that they need to realize he is the God he is not putting a snare on them they need to repent of what they are doing wrong let the people go so that they may worship the Lord their God. Do you not yet realize that Egypt is ruined? And that's the officials telling Pharaoh, 
do what he says. We, we can't take anymore. Egypt is already ruined. Then Moses and Aaron were brought back to Pharaoh. Go worship the Lord your God, he said, but tell me who you will be, who will be going. Moses answered, we will go with our young and our old, with our sons and our daughters, and with our flocks and herds, because we are to celebrate a festival to the Lord. Pharaoh said, the Lord be with you. If I let you go, along with your women and children, clearly you are bent on evil. So Pharaoh's saying they're up to evil. So he is saying that they are still wrong. No, have only the men go and worship the Lord, since that's what you have been asking for. Then Moses and Aaron were driven out of Pharaoh's presence. And the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over Egypt, so that locusts swarm over the lands and devour everything growing in the fields, everything left by the hail. So Moses stretched out his staff over Egypt, and the Lord made an east wind blow across the land all the day and all the night. By morning the wind had brought the locusts that invaded all Egypt and settled down in every area of the country in great numbers. Never before had there been such a plague of locusts, nor will there ever be again. Amen. Hallelujah. They covered all the ground until it was black. The ground was not even noticed. You couldn't even see it. It was, it was black. They devoured all that was left after the hail. Everything growing in the fields and the fruit on the trees. Nothing green remained on trees or plant in all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh quickly summoned Moses and Aaron and said, I have sinned against the Lord your God and against you. Now forgive my sins once more and pray to the Lord your God to take this deadly plague away from me. Moses then left Pharaoh and prayed to the Lord. And the Lord changed the winds to a very strong west wind, which caught up the locusts and carried them into the Red Sea. Not a locust was left anywhere in Egypt, but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he would not let the Israelites go. Amen. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand toward the sky, so the darkness spreads over Egypt. Darkness that can be felt so dark that you feel it in your skin. That's how dark it was. It was jet black dark. So Moses stretched out his hand toward the sky and total darkness covered all Egypt for three days. No one could see anyone else or move about for three days. Yet all the Israelites had light in the places where they lived. Amen. Amen. So it didn't affect the Israelites, but all Egypt, all Egyptians, was in total darkness for three solid days. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and said, Go worship the Lord. Even your women and children may go with you. So he's already feeling it, and he's starting to give in. Only leave your flocks and herds behind. So he's putting still uh, conditions. But Moses said, you must allow us to have sacrifices and burnt offerings to present to the Lord our God. Our livestock, too, must go with us. Not a hoof is to be left behind. We have to use some of them in worshiping 
the Lord our God. And until we get there, we will not know what we are to use to worship the Lord. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he was not willing to let them go. Pharaoh said to Moses, Get out of my sight. Make sure you do not appear before me again. The day you see my face, you will die. So he's threatening Moses to go, and if you come to me again, you will die. Just as you say, Moses replied, I will never appear before you again. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So this is all setting up for one of the one of the uh, holidays, one of the uh, the the plagues that's coming up. Uh, we have the firstborn coming up, as well as the Passover, and this is all setting up for the Passover. And so the Passover is is a great Lord's Day. We all know what that's all about. Uh, we will get into that uh, later on. Uh, actually, it's two days from now. So. Uh, but the firstborn will be next. And I hope everybody is enjoying this. I hope everybody's getting something out of this. With that being said, let's say our prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you. We want to thank you for the almighty power that you have. The power in play here so that your will will take place, Lord. We know that sometimes it's hard in our lives to see, to see the big picture, the big puzzle. And that is what this is actually talking about as well as in the book of Ruth. And other books that we've read to this point there is a will and the big wheel the big puzzle is what we don't see so when our prayers are not answered we are not to put a time clock on you Lord and that is something that we need to accept for it is on your time for your will has to take place Lord we want to thank you we want to thank you for this reading Lord we want to thank you for bringing the word we want to I want to personally thank you for the calling for me to take that step forward so that I may present the word, the word that you are needing people to hear, Lord. The Spirit telling me to tell and say what I do. Lord, I want to thank you for that. Lord, we want to thank you for all, all the wonderful glad things you have done for us. Even in our troubled waters, we are to praise and worship you at all times, Lord. For it even shows in this book that you're going to get your praise. You're going to get your praise and glory. Amen. Hallelujah. And we want to thank you for that, for that is the big will. Uh, Lord, we go through troubled times a lot of times just because that's the only time some of us actually come to you and turn to you. So we should always keep that praise going, even in troubles, as well as on when we're on top of the mountain, when we're in our happiness. And uh, Lord, we want to thank you. We want to thank you for the love that you have for each and every one of us. We want to thank you for the love that you showed us on the cross through our Lord and Savior Jesus and we want to thank you for him rising up into heaven to help prepare a place for each and every one of us in the kingdom of heaven for having the belief the faith and the love for one another for that is our grace and, and those are the three things that we might, we have to do more than any is believe have faith and love and we want to thank you for that we want to thank you for that grace Lord, we want to always, always continuously worship you, honor you, glorify you, magnify you, listen to you, trust you, believe you. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen, amen, amen. Well, I hope everybody is getting something out of this message, getting something out of this reading, enjoying it. I hope y'all continuously to follow it. And uh, I love each and every one of you. 
and I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Amen.